that's how you build rivalries, and that's how you build atmosphere. Edwards, three-pointer, it's good! This team is right there with anybody else in, in the country. They are clicking on kind of a different level that we didn't um, that we didn't see this year. Perry for the lead. Oh! He did it again. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Zone Star State Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni, and joining me once again is Ishmael Johnson. Ish, the transfer portal has or oh, has not yet, but is closes today. Yeah, yeah. Thursday. It closes today. So maybe when y'all are listening to this, it's closed. But this is the last day for players to enter the portal. Obviously, if you're in the portal, you can make a decision whenever you want. Um, So that's why there's still going to be commitments. But this is the last Mm -hmm. day for players to enter the portal. Yep. Um, And so I wanted to come on here. And even though players can still decide to go to schools, um, I want to come on here and recap the transfer portal with some winners and some losers and just to talk about um, these moves so far. I think this has been a really eventful off season. Yeah, no, I think that, you know, it's, it's very weird when it comes to the tra- both in football and basketball, like, cause you have the, like the idea of like in football right now, the portals closed, but like if you're a grad transfer, you can still leave and things like that. So there's, yeah. but you know, for the most part, we know what a lot of these rosters are going to look like. And for, for basketball they're the heavy hitters are kind of done, right? You can still add a player here and there. Um, I think it was kind of like a symbolic ending when we finally figured out where Hunter Dickinson was going <laughs> from Michigan. Um, he was kind of like the, 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 the crown jewel of this year's transfer class and he finally decided. And so everything else has kind of like fallen into place. So it feels like we kind of know exactly Right now, at least, where we're, you know, everybody is kind of landed. Yeah, and so there's obviously we have 50 teams to cover. We're not going to do every team here, and there's teams yeah. that we're going to leave out. Um, I went through and put together a list of winners and losers, like I said. Uh, there are some teams that, to me, were a push. You know, mm-hmm. I, I told you off air, it's like Houston men's basketball, to me, is a push. Mm-hmm. You lose Jamal Mark. Um, but you add LJ Cryer, you know, you, you, you add Damian Dunn. They, they've just, they've stayed about the same to me. And then there are teams that got significantly worse, in my opinion, just through the transfer portal. Right. And right. Teams that got better. Uh, for example, another team I don't have on this list. I don't know about you. We haven't exchanged, you know, our, our thoughts yet, but I don't have Texas on this list, even though I think overall for their off season, it's been a loss. Through the transfer portal alone, they haven't lost, you know. Right, like they right. added Max other... Davis. They, yeah, they yeah. added um, good players in the portal. Mm-hmm. Uh, we both think that it is a significant downgrade going from AJ Johnson, Ron Holland to Chendall Weaver and um, uh, the UTEP transfer, Z- Zarek Onyema. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like overall, like that's a downgrade, but they didn't lose transfers per se. So, like, they're not on that list for me. Sure. So we can just get right into it. I told you before the show, uh, if you have any men's basketball winners, um, I'm I'm all ears right now because I only have one. Now, I do want to go through, like, I didn't completely, wasn't able to go through, like, SFA. It's hard to go through the lower end schools because um, it's hard to access. So I had to actually yeah. go through, like, their 
whole thing. So mm-hmm. I might have missed someone like the SFA range or something. But I think for the most part, I have a good handle on it. Yeah, yeah. No, I have think... one big winner. I mean, take a guess as to who it is. I mean, is it TCU? It's TCU. Yeah, I, I think that's that's the clear. I mean, we talked about it a little bit um, earlier in the year, but that's the clear winner right now is that they've they've really. We can get into a discussion later about what we think this team is going to be, but Mm -hmm. just in terms of like adding depth and numbers and talent overall, like that was the thing with this TCU team this year was it looked like they were a team that on paper looked like what a team you wanted, right? A team that had a lot of uh, 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 heading into the year, I should say, had a lot of strengths, had a lot of, of positives. But then you saw them on the on the court, and you're like, okay, they really can't shoot, right? Like the offense really looks stagnant outside of Mike Miles. And now, obviously, you lose Mike Miles, and you lose Eddie Lampkin, who, of course, they lost middle of the year. But you add Avery Anderson, Jameer Nelson Jr., Travian Tennyson, right? Esam Mustafa. You add these guys who can provide more depth of scoring, and you add, you know, another year of Jacoby Coles. Obviously, he's not in the portal, but you know what I'm saying. You bring yeah. back Jacoby Coles, who's kind of catching on to his own. Um, somebody like a Mustafa comes in and adds more to the inside, which is where they really struggled. Uh, Travian Tennyson can kind of play a small ball for and, play, you know, play on the outside as well. So I just think that they added a lot of versatility. And as far as, like, top to bottom – is their ceiling the same? Maybe not, right, without the guy of Mike Miles, but you add Jameer Nelson Jr., who's somebody who can theoretically be that alpha scorer, mm-hmm. and you add somebody with experience like Avery Anderson to come in and just, like, be – I don't know. It's Put it this way, it's scary to me that on their roster, and I'm looking at TCU's roster right now, mm-hmm. Avery Anderson is listed as a freshman. No way, bro. I'm d- Jameer Nelson Jr., Isam Mustafa are listed as seniors, so it's not just like, oh, a mis- yeah. it could be a mistake. But Trivian Tennyson's listed as a senior, Avery Anderson's still a freshman, according to this roster. But he's going into, yeah, I mean, okay, but he's going into year three, COVID year. Right? And I, I, I don't know if it's technically year four, I have no idea, whatever it is. But okay, yeah, hey, let's just say he's got I a couple don't know. years left, but. He's, um, I don't know why he's listed as a freshman, but he is. Regardless, I think he does have multiple years of eligibility yeah. if you take his uh, COVID years into account. So I don't know. that. The, but to me, that just shows like overall depth. If all the players come back, let's say like uh, uh, Emmanuel Miller, Damian Ball, right? They all re- draw. I think yeah. they're in the process of the draft or whatever, but yeah. so they all come back. That's another um, thing we'll have to do a podcast on is after all these players decide what they're doing in the draft. Uh, right, exactly. And eventually come back because 90% of them will come back. Right. Um, but we're looking at a team that's like potentially 10 deep. And then the question becomes, how do you figure out rotations and how do you figure out what to do in the game? But regardless, just looking at the portal, TCU, clear winner. We look at, because we'll also take into account who they lost. PJ Haggerty went to Tulsa. Mm-hmm. Shahada Wells went to McNeese. Sule Dumbia went to Sam Houston. Yep. And Eddie Lampkin, like we said, um, left and went to Colorado. Mm-hmm. Eddie Lampkin was the only one of those four that was a significant player on right. this team. Uh, Shahada Wells, they had hoped, was going to be a significant piece. He never really turned into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dumbia had flashes. Haggerty, <clears throat> we're very high on Haggerty as a young player. I think he'll do really good in the American next year at Tulsa. Tulsa is going to be a really tough team in the American uh, with uh, Conkle over there from La Tech. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> 
But if we again, if we just do transfer portal to transfer portal, like obviously Mike Miles is not a transfer. He didn't leave with transfer in the transfer right. portal, but like his departure changes things, and that's probably why if you just go transfer portal to transfer portal, they added a lot more than they lost, and so they are the big winners to me. Congratulations, TCU, hang the banner, um, Texas Zone Star State transfer portal champs. <laughs> Um, y'all got it. There's a lot of losers on the men's side, in my opinion. So yeah. we'll get to those. Um, on the women's side, there's a lot of winners to me. I have a lot of a lot of green, a lot of winners here. And to me, the biggest of all the 50 teams we covered, the team that had the best transfer portal offseason was Texas A&M. Uh, yeah. You add Kendall Hunter. You add India Rogers uh, from Oregon. You add Lauren Ware. Those three alone – you pair with Janiah Barker, you pair with Sidney Bowles, and we're looking at a team that immediately jumps into the top half of the SEC. An yeah. SEC that will be much better next year as well when you consider the fact, obviously, LSU, South Carolina, Tennessee, and Ole Miss will all be top 15, 20 teams in the country. So outside of those four, Texas A&M might be the fifth best team in the SEC now. Yeah, no, I think that – what was the biggest thing? Like, AM was not good this year. They were really young. They got a lot of growing pains out of the way. But what was, like, the biggest thing that was really hurting them? And it was they couldn't set up any offense, right? They just they did not. They looked yeah. like they were just trying to set up Aaliyah Patty and on and um, uh, Janiah Barker, and it was like they just didn't have anybody to get them the ball. Now they bring in not only India Rogers, who's an experienced point guard to run the offense, and a capable score in her own right, but Kendall uh, Kendall Hunter, who's a capable shooter, right? So they yep. add two pieces immediately that should start. We'll see. Um, that should uh, more or less walk into that. Oh, India Rogers. For those who don't know, India India Rogers, back to back All Pac-12 first team, like fifteen points per game. Uh, from Dallas, went to Bishop Lynch, five uh, mm-hmm. seven guard. She, I mean, she might be the best one. I mean, I think Janai Barker is probably going to be the best one on the team. But like, you add that tandem now puts them in conversations where you have two potential, obviously the, the SEC stacked, but two potential mm-hmm. all SEC players. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And so, yeah. I mean, Kendall Hunter would have been in a vacuum. That would have been like enough for me because they, again, they lacked so much in the backcourt that that would have been probably enough to tick them in a small win column. But like adding Indy Rogers on top of that was like, oh, okay, perfect. Like this is just a, that's this is just an incredible offseason for them. Um, and the other thing is they didn't lose anybody, right? They didn't lose. That's the other thing that we always have to take into account with these this win winner loser discussion is, yeah, are you replacing anybody? It's like no, not really. They're just getting better. And so yeah, you you held on to Janiah Barker, which of course is your crown jewel, um, and you held on to you're holding on to everybody who played a role, and now is just stepping up another level in the college game, getting older, getting better. Um, and this is why you hired you know Joni Taylor is to kind of do this kind of thing, which is what she she did at Georgia, right? She she kind of she was able to portal, she was able to recruit well, she kind of just like built that program and brought talent there. Yeah, um, everybody they lose is basically a senior graduated um basically the last i mean not the last of the gary blair era but you know pieces from the gary blair uh era uh graduating and leaving at that point so yeah it's it's pretty much and then lauren ware um who i in my opinion is a is a pretty pretty important piece of this team uh transfer six foot five Mm -hmm. comes in uh, av- averaging six points and four boards, obviously that that will increase. But you have 
if nothing else, you have a tall player to put next to Janiah Barker who you can play at the four. Like yep. if, if we just say the starting lineup in theory is some form of of India Rogers, Kendall Hunter, Sidney Bowles, Janiah Barker, and Lauren Ware. I mean, that's good to go. We're here. <laughs> You're there. Yeah. Like Joni Taylor has has done it. The flip flip around going into year two. So yep. uh, major winners there. Another huge winner to me on the women's side is Texas Tech. We mm, joked mm, about this. You sent mm-hmm. me when uh, um, Jay-Z on Jackson yeah. committed there. You're like, okay, Texas Tech is doing it. They also added Alina Enrique from UTEP, who we're high on. Mm-hmm. And then they added Jordan Merritt from, from Florida. Florida. Yeah, And I've watched plenty of Florida the past two years. Jordan Merritt can go. Jordan Merritt can go. So that you had those three, and we're like, okay, the last – I don't want to say the last couple years have been – I mean, yeah, they've been disappointing. They've mm-hmm. been disappointing. Sure. Uh, but it's always felt like you didn't really know how the personnel fit together. Well, if nothing else here, I mean, Jay-Z on Jackson is a veteran. Alina Enrique has been in the West Texas. And Jordan Merritt coming from the SEC knows what she's getting into. I think that's a really good group. Yeah. No, 100%. And then they add, obviously not a transfer, but Logan Johnson was a four-star from uh, Houston Christian. She comes in. I think she's um, she's going to be added to that backcourt. And you saw kind of that whole backcourt take a step forward, right? We were kind of wondering what they would look like without Vivian Gray. Obviously, you got to figure out, you know, what's going to happen without Brianna Scott. But you're comfortable with Bailey Malpan, with Riley McKinney, and now you add mm-hmm. Jay-Z on Jackson to that, right? That's uh, Jasmine Shavers is coming into her own. So Tech added – again, it's it, I love that they're adding pieces – to fill needs, right? And it's not just like, I mean, some teams just get talent to get talent, but they're also getting talent that fills necessary needs. Now they're four or five deep in the backcourt, which, you know, of course, with with um, the way Krista Gerlich likes to play, she can she's pretty easily able to find minutes for all those players. Yeah, so they were a big winner. Let's see, I have two, I have three more. I, well, I have one. Let me see Go if ahead. you have them too. Um, hasn't they haven't added a lot, but TCU. Yes, I did have TCU. Okay, so of course, it's TCU starting basically from the ground up. Um, yeah. of course, Mark Campbell comes in, uh, former Oregon uh, assistant, and by way of where was he at before? I forgot where he was at. Uh, I'm not gonna remember, but we've talked yeah. about it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let me see. Actually, that's gonna bother me. So he was at Sacramento State. So he came from Sacramento State, but of course, I knew it was a West Coast team. That's yeah, yeah. Know. Most notably on the bench at Oregon, uh, brings in Sedona Prince, who he recruited from Texas to Oregon. Of course, we we talked about her transfer. Um, her career hasn't gone the way it has, but there is talent there. Um, a lot of it has to do with obviously injury and 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 just kind of comfortability um, and recovery. So they had her six seven. She's going to provide instant defense, instant rebounding, things like that. But uh, Yuna Jovanovic as well was a huge pickup from Cal State Fullerton. Yep, I believe she averaged what was it uh, thirteen? No, sorry, let me look up. But she was second team all um, Big West. I believe yes, fourteen point six points a game, three and a half three and a half rebounds, three point assists. Um, so she's adds immediate point guard help for them. Again, this is a team that just needs talent in, yeah. right? They need bodies. They need experience. So you add a all conference player, you add a potential, you know, I'm not saying all conference player, cause it's going to be tough coming from the big 12 coming off injury for Sedona Prince, but you had a potential starter, a quality defensive player with talent. And then Madison Connor as well came from Arizona. Um, I believe she averaged three point shooter. 
Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you had a shooter from a Pac-12 school. Again, he's using kind of his West Coast connections there. Actually, with all with all three transfers, actually um, adding uh, adding his West Coast uh, connections there. But a thirty-five percent three point shooter in Madison Connor. Again, just adding bodies. This is I'm not looking at TCU going. All right, where what are you doing here? Right, you're not you're yeah. not looking at a a team that's again they're not going to contend right away, but they're not going to go. What did they go one in whatever last year? They're not going to do that. Wins, right? Yeah, especially I think the Big Twelve is it, it's it's a solid conference but it's not a top tier it's not like an elite like you're terrified like it's not the big 10 it's not the sec to me right at this point until baylor and texas get to where we hope they can get to obviously sure um until then it's just kind of open so i think yeah i agree i think it's better it's a step up uh two more teams here Mm -hmm. um well really one and a half but houston to me Mm. as naya boyd yeah. Adds, uh, who we've, Nia Boyd's been a staple of this podcast since its inception because she's played for every Texas team basically now. Um, or she went from, I get her and Jason, or not Jason, um, the other one confused, but she went from North Texas to Oklahoma State to, to UTEP to Houston, right? Was she the one that, that went all the way around? Or am I thinking of the other North Texas player? Um, Nia, Nia Boyd? No, yeah, I'm, I'm Nia Boyd, and there's the other one. Quincy Noble. Quincy, Quincy Noble. Quincy went from Oklahoma State to North Texas. I think that's what it was. Regardless, uh, Nia Boyd's path has been no, no, no. Yeah, Nia Boyd went from UNT to Oklahoma State to UTEP to Houston. Okay, that's what I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah, good. I feel good about myself there. <laughs> uh, yeah. So she's doing the the whole round trip. Uh, Malia Johnson, uh, eight and a half points per game from Pitt comes in, and then Peyton McFarland, six foot four. Um, from Utah. Utah is a very good team. She didn't play a ton on that team, but still 6'4". Utah kind of played a small ball five with Alisa Peely and a bunch of shooters. So, uh, yeah, she's 6'4". I think that's a really good pickup for Houston. Mm -hmm. We liked Houston's team last year. Now you add Nia Boyd to the mix. You add Malia Johnson. You add 6'4 post. So, I'm in. I'm in on that. Yeah, no, 100%. I agree with that. I mean, Houston... You can tell Houston realized that it's stepping up a level yeah. <laughs> um, because they've been fine in the AAC, but they have, we've been kind of waiting for them to take that next step. And will they do it this year? Who knows? But they're adding players to make sure they at least have a, they're not walking into, you know, the big 12 and getting punched in the face basically. Yeah. And then uh, I want to give a shout out to UT Arlington who added a ton mm-hmm. of players. But the only one that I like again, it's hard. You, I see the names. I have to go through and manually find their stats. Yeah, uh, Gia Adams, uh, thirteen point five points per game from Tennessee State. Mm-hmm. Looks like she'll come in and be an immediate contributor for UTA. Obviously, UT Arlington's whole thing last year was their experience. They lose a lot of that. They lose a lot of upperclassmen, um, and so you, they have to replace with transfers. And so they've done that. So by default, they are winners <laughs> because they just added a lot of players that are going to help. Yeah. So. That's I'm gonna the give of the winners. Go ahead. You have one more I was going to say, I'm going to go ahead and add, as a light winner, I'm going to add Baylor. Baylor Jada, adding Jada Walker to that yeah, team. That's a good, that's a good you point. know, not only adding her, but, I mean, again, it's not it's transfer. I guess they technically get Dreana Edwards now. <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> yeah, count Dreana Edwards. So I guess they count technically that. get her. So they get their point, they get their point guard. They get their who was supposed to be their inside score this year. They get her, and of course, Asia Blackwell's decision to come back as well. I mean, I'm not a transfer, but 
I think in combination with all of that, adding Jada Walker just like is like a big plus to a team that, I mean, again, this could be like the next step for Nikki Collin in terms of getting this program back to what it needs to be. I'm looking up. Uh, they also added Danae Fritz from Iowa State, averaged nine points per game, four and a half rebounds okay. on 43% shooting, five foot 11 guard. Um, I mean, again, so this is a team that a couple years ago we were worried because they were just playing six players. So <laughs> yeah, they didn't, they didn't have numbers. So I like that. I like yeah. that. If nothing else, Jayon Edward, or I'm sorry, uh, Jada Walker, Dene uh, Fritz. Um, they've also added Madison Bartley and Yaya Felder, who from Belmont and Ohio. I do not have their stats in front of me, so don't ask. But <laughs> okay, that's a good winners list. Yep. Uh, let's get to the losers. I mean, do you want to start with the big loser up top? Who do you have as the big loser here? It's UTSA. Okay, good, good, good. Okay. Come on now. Okay. Wasn't Look, even... They're replacing their whole damn team. All right, everybody decide. Like, I don't know who was the first domino to fall. Maybe it was the fact that they saw that Henson was coming back was the first domino to fall. Domino. But everybody left. Now, what I would love to do, and by the way, if you haven't listened to uh, Bruni's pod, uh, Green Room, go subscribe to that on uh, the Republic of Football he talked to John Bugs and all that. There's um, hmm. uh, just talked about just like coming over, but that's like a good, a good uh, uh, um, summary of like everything. Where it's like they had one good player, or two good players. I'll give Jacob Germany some respect. Uh, two good players, and they both went to programs that are gonna be playing in the same damn conference <laughs> as UTSA, right? One of them went to Wichita State and Jacob Germany, and then of course Bugs went to UNT and. What do you? I don't know, man. They they're adding people who I'm like I'm having to Google who these guys are, they, and I'm like I don't know who this guy is. I don't I don't know lost, who any of these guys are. They lost not only those two, they lost their top four scores. So they lost was it nine total? Was it nine total? I didn't. I don't know the numbers. It was something like that. It was something crazy like that. Um, DJ Richards went to McNeese. He's going to be a really really good player. I mean, yeah. freshman. He was a freshman last year. I thought he showed a lot of potential. Uh, Jaffet Metter went to, uh, it wasn't Towson. Um, I'm not remembering where it was, but he went somewhere mid major as well. And he averaged like 10 a game for them last year. Uh, Jacob Jeremy, like you said, Wichita State, Isaiah, um, John Bugs to North Texas. So that's the top four scorers. Like you said, it's probably like eight or nine players overall entered the portal. Um, the program is a lost cause. The team is a lost cause. It just puts another stamp on it. They are the, the biggest loser we need that, like the television show, Biggest Loser. I don't know what happened that how long ago that went out of style, but golly, I was um, about to, that's, a, that's a callback, man. That's a callback. Uh, the Biggest Loser just put UTS. Well, actually, oh man, this is a day ago. Did you see who they just nabbed back? Who did they get back? Jordan Ivy Curry is coming back. Transferred from UTSA to Pacific. John Henson said, "I need <laughs> you back. <laughs> I need Henson. you back, bro." He said, so, he said, you can take as many shots as you want. You can care. do it. Curry, for those who don't remember, was I think second or first was he was on the all freshman team in the conference, you would say. I think so, yeah. First year. And From then, the mark, he averaged 10 points at, a, at a Pacific. And John Hinton said, I need that back. Yeah. Um, that was uh, reported by John Rothstein that he's that he is indeed headed back to San Antonio. So, all right, well, good for him. So, there's there you that. go. Um, that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. The highlight of this offseason was Satu Sabali quote tweeting <laughs> UTSA saying that coach is trash. 
That's because of everything. Right after her little brother Lamine transfers, she was yeah. like, "Yo, this coach is trash. Good, everybody should." She basically said, "Everybody should transfer," <laughs> which yeah. is amazing. Biggest loser, UTSA. Congratulations, yes. hang the banner. Yes. Um, I have three more, and all and two of them are coaching changes okay. reasons. Okay, uh, but for different reasons. AM Corpus Christi, uh, obviously lose Isaac Mashila, you lose Trey mm-hmm. Tennyson, uh, lose a lot of players off that. I was team. gonna say Mashila was was late too. He was Mishila like was late. everybody left, and then Mashila like a week later was like, Yeah, no. I'm gonna go too. It's like he got back from he got back from home and saw everyone was gone. It's like, oh <laughs> yeah, it was like that Will Smith, that yeah. Will Smith gift and fresh prince. He's like, Oh, uh, damn, all right, I guess right. I'm gonna bounce too. <laughs> all right. So yeah, AM Corpus Christi again. Um Maybe not fair to them because obviously let's leave. Unfortunate, but, yeah. They, I mean, Jim Shaw is having to rebuild basically the whole damn roster, so it, yeah. it is what it is when you lose a coach. Yeah. Now on the other end of the spectrum, Texas Tech, my guy Grant McCaslin. Yeah, I do have in this category. Mm-hmm. They lost Jalen Tyson, Fardos Amac, Daniel Bacho. Uh, I think Davion Harmon still somehow has another year of eligibility, but went like draft portal thing. Yeah. Um, so they lose all those guys. They return. They get Pop Isaac back, mm-hmm. so that's good. Uh, they get a transfer from Nevada, who I think is pretty good, and uh, they got another transfer. Let's see. If I uh, have Kyron Lindsey from Georgia. Okay. So, yeah. So I think overall, it's not the worst position to be in. Yeah. I, I just I wish they could have kept one more piece, one more piece here, and I think either that or they're gonna they haven't picked up enough names. Mm-hmm. to put yeah. them to take them out of this category i don't think they're in a bad spot but it just feels like things are going a little slow and i'm gonna need i need one or two more names to just pick up here uh even though i think you know it's year one don't have huge expectations but um we'll see we'll yeah see. but yeah they are in this category for me yeah i mean you know it, it's tough because that that was kind of the question mark that was kind of the one question mark we had about grant mccaslin right was that at UNT, he kind of found these diamonds in the rough from JUCO or, you know, from kind of yeah. unheralded transfers, not necessarily landing like blockbuster guys, but making them into blockbuster guys like a Tyler Perry coming in from JUCO, things like that. Um, and we were kind of wondering, is that his thing or does he, you know, does he have connections that we don't know about that he couldn't get to UNT for obvious reasons? Um, I mean, who knows? They could. Uh, let's put it this way. I was worried that. This is going to be a weird comparison, but uh, let me let me finish it. Let him uh, when Shaka Smart went to Texas, right, he basically did not play his brand of basketball because he originally said the players that I'm going to get at Texas don't want to play that brand of basketball, right? Yeah. The Mo Bambas, the Jared Allens don't want to do Havoc, right? Yeah. Now, I'm not saying Grant McCaslin is going to come in and absolutely he, – he could absolutely kill it, right? I think the hire was great. but And I'm not saying that he was going to compromise his style to play at Tech or whatever. But what I am saying is – Maybe he kind of realizes that there are certain players that I'm not going to be able to get, right? Because mm-hmm. they're not going to want to play the exact style of basketball that I want to play. And if I'm tech, I don't want him compromising that to maybe attract a big name, right? Yeah. Um, if you're hiring Grant McCaslin, you're hiring him for his style of play. I think that's where Texas kind of went wrong with Shaka Smart is that he changed up how he wanted to play to try and attract big players. Didn't work. Obviously, we're seeing what he's doing now in Marquette's working out fine. Um, so I wouldn't, even if he doesn't land big names, Grant McCaslin doesn't land big names. I would more or less say, 
let's hold off. Let's see what these guys look like on the court, whoever he brings in. I mean, it's kind of like the whole Scott Drew tree. Uh, Scott Drew, Jerome Tang, mm-hmm, Graham McCaslin. Mm-hmm. Like how many of them, obviously before Scott Drew sold out and started getting five stars. <laughs> right, uh, sold out, yeah. <laughs> like, like how many five, yeah, how many top 50 players did he have on those teams of the past 10 years before the national championship? I think, I mean, I remember like he had good, like, no, I think because like, because like I remember Perry, the Perry Jones, the Perry Jones year. Um, yes. I think it was Perry Jones, and then I think he had like Isaiah, he would always get like one. It was like yeah. Isaiah Austin was one year, and then like yeah. Perry Jones, and I think Quincy Miller. But like to your point, he never like he underachieved with those guys, right? It was always like he never really like before the national title, it was always like, well, there goes Scott Drew wasting another five star, you know? Um, yeah. now it's like, oh, yeah, if you're a five star, you go play for Scott Drew and Baylor looking up with like maybe i'm wrong let me see yeah davion mitchell was 75th ranked player in the country yeah but he was also um, transferred from auburn too and transferred from auburn yeah so it's not yeah it's it's just yeah it's interesting uh it will, we'll see how how it goes we'll watch all that mm-hmm. um speaking of the scott drew coaching tree i have baylor in here because they haven't added anybody they've just lost lj crier and dale bonner and they've haven't yeah. really added anybody there um, yeah it's they're gonna it's gonna be a weird year for baylor because they just reclassified i forgot his name they added um, yeah they did reclass the, the five star you can look up the name but yeah uh, but it's, added, it's, gonna be a weird, it's gonna be a weird year like they added Jaden nunn but right. that's their only addition uh and they've lost like i said uh crier bonner turner and love day yeah so i'm by default, you have to be in this category because you haven't added anybody. You've just right. lost. Um, again, they've. He seems very content on bringing back, bringing a lot of freshmen, a lot of highly rated freshmen, mm-hmm. um, and seeing how that goes this year. But I still, I would be surprised if they don't add at least one more transfer. Because they've done it the past couple of years, right? Because they added yeah. Akinjo right after. Yep. Um, and it was a great pickup. Yeah, it's a great pickup. Um, did they have somebody this year? Or was it just all Keontae George and um, Jalen Bridges and Caleb Loner? Jaylen Caleb Bridges, Loner, Jaylen okay. Bridges and Caleb Loner were both transfers in. Yeah, yeah. So they add, they add, they add. You know, they've added contributors previously. Um, so it feels like they they were kind of in for. Or we yeah, should be in for somebody. Two years yeah. ago, it was Bonner and Akinjo. Um, so yeah, it's. They've always added uh, over the past two years. I sh- I should say they've added transfers. Yeah. I just haven't. Haven't seen one yet, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. All right, those are all the losers on the men, on the men's side. On the women's side, again, two of them are unfair because coaches. But SFA right. loses pretty much everybody. They're starting. Oh, let's say everybody's there. We, we got the uh, SFA All Stars in Morgantown now. <laughs> yeah, so that's the first one. For those who don't know their situation, obviously Mark Kellogg hired. By West Virginia, great hire by Ren Baker, um, Brittingham, Scott, Nugent, all leave. Um, and then Anum Commerce, obviously, Burton going to North Texas yeah. and pretty much the whole team entering the portal from there. And some of them going to North Texas, some of them going elsewhere. But yeah, that's those are the two, um, if you want to call them losers. But, yep. you know, oh, you see that? Uh, I don't know that Tavy Diggs was at West Virginia from TCU. Yeah. Yeah, they picked up a lot of players. I was just looking at the roster. I was like, I haven't checked their roster in a while. And so I was like, oh, look at that, Tapey Diggs. <laughs> um, 
and then I have let me pull this up to make sure I I got it right real quick because I yeah. clicked out of it, but I have written down UTEP. Now, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think we talked about their, that hire, um, another new another roster turnover hire, Keitha Adams. I mean, all right, we talked about how how underwhelming I felt that was just in general, but yeah, that was they've lost, and again, coaching change, cool. Yeah. They lost uh, Grace Alvarez, Alina Enrique, Naya Boyd, Jason Jackson, uh, Celia Montrose, um, and Adela Valkova. So that's what six players there. And then they mm-hmm. added J- uh, Jane uh, Asinde from Wichita State, a senior Ford, and Avin Tensai from Penn State. So add two lost six but obviously at the end of the day you lose Nia Boy, Jason Jackson and Alina Enrique to all what is this all of them going to I mean a big 12 school in Enrique Texas Tech big 12 school for Boyd to Houston um and then Jackson obviously going to Texas Tech as well so yeah yeah that's that's tough but mm-hmm. it's, it's that's that's the way it works so a lot of these losers are coaches uh, coaching changes. One of them is UTSA men's because they didn't make a coaching change. Uh, and then Baylor's just kind of vibing over there with Scott Drew. Just yeah, vibing. I did look it up. Baylor has uh, I forgot they have Jacoby Walters, a five star. Yeah, I keep forgetting the name of the guy who reclassified his Reclass. five star. So I think they're just gonna go five star young kids this year. Um, five star, five star. Yeah, and then they have a four. They have a four star coming as well. Um, let me see. I'm trying to figure out what the hell that kid's name is. You know, nothing wrong with that. No, nothing wrong with that. It's just he's slowly, it is. slowly turning into John Calipari, <laughs> <laughs> uh, or not even Cal. Because honestly, he's missing. He's missing. That that's the the yeah. guy who reclassified the center. Yeah, honestly, Coach K didn't or uh, not Coach K. Uh, Cal didn't even do. Does hasn't even done it that much recently. It's more right. so been Duke, just like loading up on the five stars. Yeah. So, you remember those books? I don't remember, but the uh, anim the what are they animorphs? books where like yeah 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 where it's just like yeah that's just got through slowly turning into coach k (laughs) like that's what that's what that is uh yes coach is getting hired off and all that and so just like slowly yeah as as his assistants are just leaving he's just like you know what screw this i'm tired of teaching we're just gonna go get the best players available (laughs) that's got drew's new mo um i don't want to give a shout out to rice because even though they lost olivari and they lost um, some talent there. I think they added actually some really good pieces there. I have their tab up anymore. Oh, I do. So they lost all Olivari. They added uh, Noah Shelby from Vanderbilt, who was a four-star out of high school. They added Sam Alajiki, um, who is also actually a pretty highly rated transfer from Cal, um, even though Cal wasn't good. So you add two pieces, you lose Olivari. I think that's a push to me. Mm-hmm. And then, um, obviously, that's before getting into the, the other players on the roster. But yeah, and then Texas, like well, like, I, like we said at the beginning, you add a Amos, um, and here, let me pull it up. Oh, the yeah. UTEP. I keep forgetting. Yeah, I always forget his name. Uh, Shedrick. You had Shedrick and Amos, um, and then obviously Onyema and Weaver. Yeah, uh, but you lose Otario Morris. Yeah, uh, and uh, Brumble. But yeah, overall, I guess like technically in the transfer category, like I don't know. I feel like if they kept Holland and one of Johnson or Morris, I feel like they'd be more leaning win. They'd be huge winners. Yeah, 
Yeah. If they just like, put all those all pieces in a vacuum. Okay. And again, this might be I might be unfair. Okay, technically Texas is probably a winner here. Sure, sure. My thing is I just don't look. Kendall Weaver, Kendall Weaver, um, yeah. and Onyema are fine players. Like they were fine players at the last stop. Mm-hmm. Do I think they're going to be like Sir Jabari Rice level? No, no. Not Maybe by the time Kendall Weaver Timmy gets Allen? to be a team, do I think they're going to be Christian Bishop level? Do I think they're going to be Timmy Allen level? Like, right? No, I, I don't. The one that I think like Kendall Weaver by the time he get, like it's not going to be this year. Right, but it's like in three years maybe. Yeah, like that—that's kind of the thing where it's like maybe he can get to. And again, Serge—he's not the shooter Serge Barry Rice is, so like it's gonna have to be like through other means or whatever. But um, that—that's the one that I'm like mostly optimistic about, just because like yeah. he's a freshman, right? And so yeah. like, who knows what he looks like down the line? But uh, that's the. I don't know. You're counting on a lot, right? You're counting on him to kind of figure a lot more things out. But yeah, it's it's that's kind of in the context of everything else that's happened. That's kind of where we're kind of like less optimistic. Yeah, I mean, what makes it hard is that he's replacing Arterio Morris. Yes, and Arterio Morris is going to be a damn good player. Oh, Arter- like that. Oh my god, I can't letting him go. Again, he didn't contribute that much this year. He was kind of getting getting up to speed with the college game and all that, but land letting him land at Kansas. No, dude. He's that's he's gonna be he's gonna be a killer, man. Like he's he really is. Yeah, Our Terry Morris is good. Yeah. <laughs> really good. Yeah. Just because he didn't play a lot behind <clears throat> a backcourt of Hunter, Carr, and Rice. Right. Does not I mean he's not good. So yeah, there's uh quick Texas talk um texas women's i don't think has done anything crazy again there's a billion teams talking about here yeah yeah they just lost kendall hunter and yeah. then um masudi but you know other than that nothing else has really happened they haven't added anybody so there's the list they're the winners they're the losers um let us know what you think let us know yeah. uh, who we got wrong let us know who we should add in this list um again it's hard to cover all 50 teams here so i might have missed somebody but let us know. Send us tweets. You can tweet at us at Ishmael R. Johnson at, at Matthew Bruni underscore. Um, if you haven't already, go check out our YouTube. Starting starting to pick up, pick up steam a bit over there. Yeah. So we appreciate everybody for checking that out. It's another avenue to listen to our podcast, another outlet. Um, but yeah, and subscribe on Twitter at DCT Basketball. So thank you all for joining us. We'll be back uh, in a week or two uh, with more portal stuff, maybe coaching stuff. I don't know. Who knows? go from there and then we'll eventually try to get start getting coaches and players on for the offseason and have that whole schedule worked out but until then i'm matthew bruni that's ishmael johnson and we will talk to y'all later